to That Shit Movie's Quite Good, a podcast where the presenter loves every crappy movie ever made. This podcast is hosted by Graham Crow. He knows a lot about movies and sport and not much about anything else. You'll find him laughing at his own dad jokes on a regular basis. And if you think Gossip Girl is a worthy shit movie, then you're definitely in the wrong place because it doesn't even rank. Watch out for little ears. This podcast can contain strong language and, depending on the movie, adult themes. It may also contain movie spoilers if you're the kind of person who doesn't line up at midnight to see the first session. You can listen in via the website or wherever semi-decent podcasts can be accessed. If there's show notes, which will only appear if the soccer isn't on, they will appear on the website at thatshitmoviesquitegood.com. If we had sponsors, we'd make a big deal of them right here, even throw some confetti. We do have to thank Bombora Digital for the website and Kevin McLeod for the intro music. You can find their links in our show notes. If you want to be one, get in touch. Now onto the shitty movies. Here's your host, Graham Crow. So when you say Michael Bay, we all generally give a sigh, as if to say, God, not again. His movies are great, generally, and but light on story, big on explosions, and very, very orange. If there's one thing that distinguishes his movies, it's the sun-kissed feel of them that basically permeates all of his movies. Every sunny shot is orange. But no matter how much you say about his films, or how awful they are, which is pretty undeniable, um, his net worth is around about $430 million. So he's doing something right and people are actually seeing his movies. And quite honestly, some of his films are pretty good. Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, The Rock, 13 Hours. Even the first Transformers movie is semi-okay, but it's uh, today's film where all of that machismo and cheese fell in the right spots. So don't close your eyes. Don't fall asleep because you don't want to miss a thing. And prepare for a deep impact as we soft dock into Armageddon. So basically this film opens uh, with a a voiceover. And I I had to look up who the voiceover was because it was like, it was like, who the hell is that? And you know who it is? It's Charlton Heston. Well, it's not me, because you haven't introduced me yet. It's just, <laughs> I have, oh, shit. Stop me. <laughs> How you doing, Phil? Oh, you know, actually doing pretty well, you know. You know, uh, he might have his orange filter on, but you've got my filter on. Oh, no, it's because I haven't got the key camera. You can't see me. I can I, I can see you uh, in, all your, in all your, lockdown, people. In all your balding fine. glory. And I'm, uh, I'm in the, uh, the, the, the uh, chamber of silence, basically. Uh, everyone's hidden away, so it's great. No, no, the toilet's around the corner, but the echo is pretty substantial. So, yeah, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston does the voiceover. The former head of the NRA. Who better to talk about an asteroid hitting the Earth 65 million years ago than somebody that would probably use a lot of guns to take care of it? Well, well... Yeah, and an orange filter, of course. But yeah, and an orange filter. If anyone's gonna throw either uh, one of the uh, one of the um, uh, Ten Commandments at it and um, get away from me, filter, you damn dirty asteroid! Be that dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> get away from me, you damn dirty asteroid! <laughs> <laughs> you can't covet my wife. <laughs> uh, I'll be damned if you're gonna covet my wife. Uh, shit. So, Sorry. so anyway, we, 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 we have the whole 
asteroid plummeting towards the uh, Yucatan Peninsula 65 million years ago as Charlton Heston overvoices, and it will happen again, or it could happen again. Um, and then we go to um, a well, no, space. Well, uh, we have we, a space we, shuttle, don't we? Uh, uh, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we're in space at the space shuttle and they're doing uh, the work on the satellite. A lazy 65 million years later, after the dinosaurs get wiped out by a, um, uh, by a, uh, a, a tiny little asteroid, yes. Yeah, so where they're working on um, a telecommunication satellite, it's NASA, the space shuttle. Um, they're spacewalking. Um, not moonwalking. Not moonwalking, no, no, no. There's, there's, no, there's no spangly single glove anywhere to be seen. Yeah, but more like space dying. But no, no, you go. No, you, it's, it's fine. I don't mind. Um, so basically they're, they're, they're wrenching on the thing and they're chatting to, um, to uh, Cape Canaveral or wherever. The, 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 uh, What's in Houston? No, Houston. The Houston, yeah. They're talking to Houston, aren't they? Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, there's lots of explosions and a man's screaming in space, which... According to Whalian, can't happen um, as he flies off into space and the space shuttle blows up and it's all all happening and everyone in Houston's like, what's going on? And they're tracking asteroids and stuff. Um, and then we cut to New York. Well, uh, what I actually really like that scene because you, you get to, you get to see Billy Bob uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character Dan uh, Truman, you know, and he's the He's this groovy, you know, southerner NASA, NASA director in it, you know. He's like the coolest dude that you could have as a NASA director, I reckon. I mean, you, you know, as a parent, you go through all these crises and you think, man, if, if only I could handle these crises as well as Dad Turner from, uh, um, uh, from NASA. Because, you know, when, when, um, when those explosions hit that, that, uh, that space station and, you know, he, he's like, people I want, you know... Uh, uh, we need we need to look at this, you know. Um, break off into three groups, you know. I want to want to have a look to see if it's an internal malfunction or um, group two. He, he asked him to, you know, jump off and you know, look to see if there's any space junk flying around. And group three, you know, any wildcard solutions as to why this could have happened. And he's just this cool dude. He's 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 pretty cool, calm and collected, isn't he? With yeah. regards to that. And then we have, um, as I say, we, we jump to New York and all these asteroids, are, all these bits of asteroid or the forerunner to what's coming uh, starts hitting, hitting New York City. And this is um, a few years before 9-11. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, there's quite a lot of death and destruction. And in fact, a couple of, uh, I think it's the Chrysler building gets cut in half and you actually... Um, which we, which you and I looked at each other and were like, do we talk about this? But yeah. you know, I think I think enough yeah. time has kind of passed. Yeah, um, one of the talk about so it, it does, and it's a bit sad when you see movies that feature uh, the twin towers, as every movie usually does when it's about uh, New York. I know, um, and and and, it, and quite dates from it. Like it really does give you an idea as to how long ago it was. Um, it, yeah. it was filmed so. I think this was what ninety six or something ninety seven. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty well you know five years before uh, the events of of that time, and um, the, so the Chrysler building gets cut in half, and you ha and you have that whole um, 
Well, I you, think have, you have bodies falling from the from the top of the Chrysler building, basically. I think it's fair to say that everything gets cut in half, you know. Uh, like, not a good day to be a taxi driver, really. No, not at uh, all. You know, right. I'm, a, I'm a taxi driver in New York uh, during a Michael, uh, you know, Michael Bay film. You think, well, you know, you're probably going to die. Well, and, and, and it's probably not a good time to be an inflatable dinosaur salesman either on the corner of the street. You've got to love that dog. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, and there's all those other iconic, you know, like the... Um, Grand Central Station gets taken out as well, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he, and he, he does it, the gamut of uh, of of tourist locations, doesn't he? For destruction, things that you recognise that anybody would recognise who kind of either hasn't been to New York or who has been to New York on a on a holiday or whatever, as well as people who live there. Yeah. Um, it's all those iconic sites that get hit that you um, that you would recognise, um, which was you know, it's 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 Michael Bay. Um, it, it does introduce though like it's, it's really good like it's um the fact that it's it's produced by uh, jerry bruckheimer and and, and uh, the screenplays adapted by jj uh, abrams you know i think it's pretty well written it's like it's well, pretty funny especially the, that opening scene and the uh, and uh you know the dude with the telescope um, Carl. yeah Carl, yeah and dotty carl and dotty Carl and Dotty, uh, Dotty. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure who plays Dotty. Um, I, I, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't write that one down because I was like, we just got to mention Dotty. But, her, but she's um, she's actually movie. been in a, a few things, um, and he actually um, tells tells the um, tells her to call call NASA and tells her <laughs> and <laughs> get the phone book, get the book. You know, start the car. And, and then he's kind enough to name it after Dotty because she's a life-sucking bitch. She's a vicious <laughs> life-sucking bitch from which there's no escape. And, you know, and but just look in her face when, you know, she just looks so happy when she thinks that um, because Carl's discovered this, this thing in space, he gets to name it. And just that look on her face where she's like, oh, my God, this is such a beautiful thing. And, and then, it's not. <laughs> it's the line of the movie, really. I know. I think. And I think you know, JJ JJ Abrams writing it is kind of probably what, um, not what saves it, but what makes it, because he yeah. has he has written a really good script, um, and really Michael Bay can't mess it up. No, no, not with an author, No, no, not and at I mean, all. And I mean, when you look at other movies that he's made that are absolute tripe, like you know. Pearl Harbor. Um, he he, uh, he is the only man, only director that could make America win Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> One orange filter at a time. <laughs> One filter at a time. You would take at least two orange filters to to you know to make that happen. I think. Oh, uh, you know, if you lined all these films up together, it'd be like an Essex Girls night out. You know, they've all been to the tanning salon. They're all a little brassy. And they're all dancing around their handbags. You know what I mean? It's, are we allowed to make a Donald Trump reference to, to his orange, his orange yeah. filter? Uh, you, you could do, but I don't know if it's probably appropriate at this point. Okay. Right. Yeah, so it's probably safe to leave that one alone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, some, some bleach or uh, Lysol will probably take that orange shine right off. Yeah, I went there. Sorry, dude. So we jump. Uh, we're we're going to jump from jump from that that point. Um, and NASA is talking about uh, uh, how big it is. The president's like, "How big is it? Really? 
and I actually don't know who the president was, to be honest. Um, with, he's a guy with glasses. He's a guy with and glasses. He's pretty conservative. I, I reckon they should have had um, Christopher Walken as president. That was... <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'm not going to well, do a Christopher well, Walken impersonation because well, well, well. it's terrible. But yeah, yeah. So they're asking how big it is, and 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 they're all the scientists are trying to you know give him dimensions basically. And Billy Bob Thornton goes, "It's as big as Texas." I, I love the fact that you know you know um, it, it, when he's introducing the asteroid to the president, he goes, "It's a global killer, end of mankind stuff." You know, nothing would survive, not even bacteria. Now. I can tell you, I'm fairly certain that, that even my bank manager and my mortgage would survive that, okay? Uh, it, it's just going to happen. Whatever happens, I'll still have a mortgage. Certainly half a dozen lawyers. Oh, yeah. So so they, they, we have that global killer thing, and then they're talking about how they're going to um, they're going to work out how to uh, destroy it. Um, and Jason Isaacs, who's the, the uber brain from Princeton, University. Oh, um, he was. What was, what was his name? Ronald. What was his name? His name was, and I've got it written down here because I'm awesome. Ronald oh. Quincy, science yeah, genius, smartest yeah. person on the planet. Smartest person on the planet, and he basically says, you know, if you put a firecracker on the top of it with your hand on your, with your hand open, it'll uh, it'll just leave a few bruises and what have you. If you put a firework in your hand and close your hand, it'll blow your hand off, and that's kind of how he explains that they've got to destroy the, how they're going to destroy the, um, the asteroid. Right. Um, it, and they've got to drill. It's funny how he only says that after the military say, I think we just need to fire every single nuke on the planet. I know. It? It's like that. And that's like the, funnily enough, that's probably in real, in the real world, every military man's idea of how to deal with that sort of problem. <laughs> <laughs> just nuke it. Well, we got nukes. You know, if we're not going to use them, we might as well do something with them. And, like, and that's a pretty practical approach, if you ask me. Yeah, it, it, it is. But when you're dealing with something that big, I guess, um, it's probably not going to move it that much. Well, they did say at the beginning of the movie that it was, there was something that uh, oh, was only six miles across that, um, that took out the dinosaurs. That's right. Um, and this thing's uh, it's kind of a bit bigger than that. It's uh, substa yeah, substantially bigger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't really get any kind of dimensions, do we? We get a, a and it's it's a, it's as big as Texas. Yeah. Which I think is probably an overstatement. It's uh, pretty it's, much. It's yeah. it's probably you know it's it's not that big. You know, it's probably only like six or seven miles big, but you know, it's a big thing coming. So they they need a drill, um, and who do they call the, the they who do they call on to drill? They are the the best drillers in the world. So they, they go, and then we cut to an oil rig in the middle of, uh, oh, this is I guess it's the Gulf of Mexico. Funny, you know, where they introduce, they introduce Harry uh, Stamford. Harry Stamper, uh, it is, yeah. Which yeah. is Bruce Willis. Harry S. Stamper. Harry S. Stamper. And he's, um, I think we meet him when he walks into AJ's. Um, no, 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 no. He's um, he's play, he's practicing golf. Remember? Oh, that's right. He's practicing golf at the um, at the Greenpeace ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while they're actually protesting, and then he makes this really awesome comment, you know, and he turns to to um to his his right hand man, Chick. So I always thought his right hand man was AJ, which is Ben Affleck's character. But 
and he, and he says, you know, uh, it's interesting how Greenpeace are, uh, you know, they're they're protesting how much oil we dig out of the ground. But um, and he makes that 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 nice little reference to you know that that um, that oil guzzling Greenpeace vessel that's been sitting there for however long. Yeah, I thought. Okay. Yeah, chick chick played by Will Patton. Who, I thought he's he's pretty cool dude. He's um he's quite a good character actor. He's I think he was in uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, um, he was um, the right hand man for Nicolas Cage in Gone yep. in sixty seconds. Um, and he was also the bad dude in the fairly average Kevin Costner film, The Postman. Oh man, oh man. And he's uh, also also in, <laughs> in and he's also in Fallen Skies as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is too, which is a a pretty cool post apocalyptic sort of sci-fi. Mm, so he's so he's a pretty pretty all round good character actor. Yeah. Um, so they go uh, from memory. They go looking for AJ. And oh, find, yeah, remember now AJ had actually defied um defied Harry's wishes and kicked off another drill. And uh, yeah, Harry was none too happy. With he him. pushed it like another two hundred feet or something, had he? Yeah. further than what what Harry wanted him to drill because he knew the drill could take it. He knew the drill could take it. <laughs> so he looks, so they, he barges in, in a, into AJ's, um, AJ's bunk room, Ben Affleck playing AJ, a young Ben Affleck playing AJ, um, mm. and uh, starts chewing him out um, and discovers that uh, there's someone else in the room with him. Yes. Yeah, well, and that's where we get to meet um, uh, Harry's uh, daughter, Grace, uh, played by Liv Tyler. Yes, correct. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, it's okay. She's calling him Harry. She's not calling him Dad. No. <laughs> no. no, yeah, she's, um, yeah, she doesn't mind putting her dad down, that's for sure. But uh, um, I like the fact that, you know, when um, the, the, they sort of bounce, the way they sort of bounce scenes around, you get you get a scene or two on the oil rig, and then you get a scene or two and you and it cuts to um, all the NASA guys, and they're trying to come up with solutions on on how to to fix the problem. And all the while, they're introducing characters on the rig, and then they're going back to to Houston. I thought that was pretty well done. Um, snappy directing, I thought. Yeah, he's 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 done a good job with this film, and I think like the the, the first few movies that he did were. Kind of like, kind of like this. Like, uh, The Rock was really good. Um, yeah. Bad Boys was an excellent movie. So his first few movies are, are really good, and then he starts making Transformers and Pearl <laughs> Harbor and uh, The Island. Yeah. You didn't like The Island? Oh, I didn't like The Island. Um, oh. So yeah, it's it, it, it kind of like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your plan? Um, yeah, but um, well, look, you find out that um, you know uh, <laughs> that Grace grows up on a on a rig, so she's um, she's definitely um, uh, what's the best way to describe Grace? She's um, she's a bit of a, not a tomboy. She's but she she's she lives around rigger like rig workers. So yeah. um, it's fairly fairly when you grow up around them, it's fairly. And she obviously Most got that you're going to end up hooked up with hooking up with one, I guess, well, at they, some point in time. They try and establish pretty early on that Harry is seriously crap. He's a crap dad. Yeah, he's and, a crap dad, but he's also a little bit uptight. 
Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and she's got some, some pretty cool parenting advice um, from, 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 the other, from the other drillers. Yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's good, and yeah, uh, so. I, like, I like how Steve Buscemi, like, when Harry's Harry's chasing AJ around the rig with a shotgun, <laughs> like and you do, you know, uh, like you do, and and Steve Buscemi, who plays uh, Rockhand, who's like the probably the pervert of the one, he's there's a lot of really good actors in this film, and you know Steve Buscemi being one, but. And he's saying, oh, you know, I even showed her how to put a tampon in. And <laughs> I flew to Taipei and, and uh, he showed me how to use a, you know, um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he had to sort of you know, walk his way out of it, of course. But um, Yeah, that's right. But Bruce Willis, uh, Harry, Harry Stamper, is chasing AJ around with his shotgun, shooting at him. And, and he says, oh, you know, oh, can I kill him? And he's shooting at him and everything. And, and he's, and, Will Patton's trying to calm him down and he says, oh, you know, Sanso was able to work with only one hand. And Will Patton <laughs> goes, yeah, he was. He wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what, what's interesting is, is, is that, um, uh, like, while all this was happening, a helicopter lands on the, uh, on the oil rig, but a bunch of, um, they look like Chinese investors jump out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, at this stage, Grace has got changed and she's, I think she might even be speaking Chinese, uh, Japanese. So she's obviously super clever. Um, and, and it's a, a chip off the old block. And, um, and then it, everything just, all hell breaks loose. And then it turns out that um, AJ was right. His gut was right. Uh, they found oil, but then the rig blew up. Kind of everything starts to fall apart. So it's a, it's a real mess, but you know, and, but in the background, they're, all the while they're discussing, oh, we need we need a bunch of really superstar drillers. And That's right. This, in the background, there's all these drill rods falling out of the sky, and there's just oil everywhere. And yet, and yet, these guys are the are the guys to save the day. Yeah, somehow, <laughs> somehow. So they, um, Harry gets picked. Harry, Harry, and his daughter. Of another is another helicopter lands on the thing with the military dudes get out. And, yeah, they, they um and, and they uh, get and he drags uh, Grace along. Grace along to to um, to oh, Houston, but he finds AJ. Remember, he he goes, oh, AJ, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah, in right. a very Trumpian moment, you're fired. So he fires he fires AJ and he and he furloughs everybody else, um, whilst they travel to Houston. So the whole rig crew basically disappear into the yeah. continental United States, all over the place. Wow. Um, and they yeah, go well, you know those fly and fly out seagulls you know they um right. they love to have a good time on their days off so. that's that's right so you so you've got harry and his daughter at uh, houston getting the story basically mm. and it's harry cool. looking harry looking very pensive uh, yeah. at which point he sort of says you know basically agrees to to the mission uh, yeah. which his daughter's not overly happy which his grace isn't overly happy happy about um, and then he sort of says, oh, you know, show me the equipment and they show him all of the equipment and it turns out NASA's actually been stealing blueprints of Harry's drills to make drills for the machinery that they're going to take up to this asteroid. Right. Yeah. Well, well not, well, I think they were, had been planning some asteroid missions or something. Yeah. And, um, they seconded some of his, uh, some of his blueprints, but 
obviously him being the greatest and they couldn't get it to work. So he, uh, there's a really cool scene where he sort of politely criticizes NASA for, you know, for using astronauts and not having a plan B. And, uh, and um, it looks like he's having a bit of a nervous breakdown as he's getting stuck into, um, into Billy Bob Thornton's character, uh, Dan Turner. But he's also, he's also got Ronald, uh, Ronald Quincy there as well. And, and Ronald Quincy's the one that goes, yeah, but we can't get it to work. And he's like, well, you've got everything back to front on the drill. Yeah, all your cams are back to front. Yeah. So he's like, it sorts it out and, and, and then sort of says, well, if I'm going up there, I want people I can trust. These are the guys that I need. <laughs> and they've pretty much got to arrest every single one of them. <laughs> And drag them off. And, and drag them. It was actually a really cool way of sort of introducing the team, though. I mean, oh, you yeah. In the beginning, but no, no they, they chose this moment where they've, they've all got to get hunted down by, um, by helicopters and, 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 and the FBI, yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, Michael Clark Duncan's bear riding this huge Harley Davidson <laughs> through the, <laughs> just up this dirt road, basically, by being chased by helicopters and, and cars and they pick up Steve Buscemi in a strip club and obviously, obviously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they, 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 they accumulate the team um, and start the training and they've only got a few days to really acclimatize them to all of the different, uh, different things. Um, uh, underwater training and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is a pretty cool scene, you know, uh, where you sort of, they, the, the team all get assembled and, they're all in that uh, meeting room. You know, there's Bear, there's Max, there's Rockhound. Oscar, played by Owen Wilson, who's, um, yes. who's pretty um, underplayed in this movie. I think. I think this was one of his like, first movies. So I think yeah, he, yeah. He, like, he's obviously quite young. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he's, you know, he's, he's very quick-witted. And uh, yeah, but, uh, and he, uh, spoiler alert, he, he doesn't have a great longevity in the movie. But, <laughs> But, um, you know, and then uh, there's another guy, Noonan, a bit of a ladies' man, and obviously AJ as well, and, and um, Chick, uh, Harry's right-hand man. But then, um, you know, and, they, and there's that, that scene where they, there's, they sort of all almost begrudgingly agree, well, we're, we're going to do this. You know, we're all in. Yeah, and uh, when they're all in, they're, they're all um, basically um, negotiating the terms of their employment. Um, the the hazard pay. With, I think with, Rockhand's just the idea of hazard, hazard pay. pay. That's right. So they're all they're all negotiating what they want. Yeah. Um, with with Dan Truman, who really probably has no um, authority to agree to any of it. Uh, no. Well, you you're basically running checks that you don't need to cash because well the world's going to end in what how many days like how long have they got? They've got I think it was like eight days or something to get up there. Eight, eight or eighteen days. It might have been eighteen days. It it was it was it wasn't very long anyway to get them uh, trained in space for space flight and spacesuits and and for drilling on the on the asteroid. It wasn't yeah. a I, very I, long I, time at all. I love the fact that, you know, like um, the hazard pay, they, you know, Oscar suggests that, you know, that he'll, he'll take the mission if they, you know, clear all his parking tickets. Max goes for, um, you know, he wants uh, eight track, eight track tapes. Brought All back. back. <laughs> and, uh, and someone, I'm not sure who it is. Uh, it could be uh, Rockhound or maybe Chick. Want to know who killed Kennedy, which is, you know, it's a good question to ask, really. <laughs> 
think that might have been Rockhound. Didn't get an answer though, but um, oh, oh, and um, and none of them to a man ever want to pay tax ever again. Again, oh, which is which is a fair thing to ask for. Sensible. Yeah, uh, chick chick is kind of the uh, the level head, pretty the sensible one amongst this crew of insane people and uptight boss. Oh, I I, I loved. Um, I think one of my favourite scenes is when they're going through psychological evaluation. They're they're put in that special room. Oh no! Well, they're 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 first physically examined to see if they're actually up to the task. But then there's the um, the psychological evaluation they're put in the room with that with that um psychiatrist that special room that uh soundproof room and and asked a range of questions you know there's steve buscemi's character rockhound being given all the rorschach um pictures and all of them have breasts you know uh, uh, um there's bear starts crying uh, and insists that you know oh this is really affecting me you know at the end of this could could can i get a hug from you um, uh, in, in, Owen Wilson was you know, kind of laid back as normal through yeah. the whole thing, and I think uh, it, I think, I think Chick kind of gets up and snaps pencils and stuff and <laughs> walks out. Like, he breaks. He gets cranky. <laughs> just uh, look, at which point, the the when they're when they're going through the evaluations with um, with uh, um, with uh, Billy Bob Thornton, he's like, "You've got a whole bunch of." insane people <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, these, these are clearly not people that you want to be um you, you want to be doing 11 g's in in an ass you know in a uh, in a spatial as you as you sling uh, slingshot around the moon but hey you know beggars can't be choosers absolutely not and they're going up in like an uh in two brand new experimental space shuttles basically yeah um, still under warranty apparently still under warranty um Pretty, pretty amazing looking special effects and what have you. I well, think on there the, the, the were a couple of retrofitted Teslas, but uh, <laughs> maybe they, maybe they, they, they went with these instead. Apparently, you know, maybe they did speak to Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, he would have been like seven or something. Yeah, not not not. And I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, look at this point. They actually um, uh, there's a scene where. Um, Dan Truman is actually discussing with the crew exactly how the mission's going to go. And um, that's when it sort of starts to get a bit real for these poor guys. Um, yeah. That scene where they're, you know, they're going to dock with a Russian space station uh, and then they're going to, there's a 60 hour trip to the moon and then they're going to slingshot around the back of the moon and catch up with the asteroid. So it starts like that's when it starts to get a bit real. Mm. Well, they do they do test them um, underwater as well with because um, AJ has been brought back from being being uh, fired, and he's <laughs> running he's running the second the second drilling rig, um, yeah. and and they his team is in the water at the time when they're doing the test, and they decide to mix it up with um, uh, mix it up with the like the computer. Uh, well, they're, they're running all those simulations. The simulation, yeah. Um, they can get it done because they've got to drill, what is it? Um, they've got to drill 800 feet, feet into the asteroid. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the asteroid itself doesn't sound like a very lovely place. And they've only got, and they've only got like eight or, eight or nine hours to do it in, I think, isn't it? 
It's not very. Yeah. yeah it's not very, very, you go. Yeah, I was just going to say it's not a very long time to 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 drill into an asteroid, particularly since you're not really 100% sure what it's made of. You've got an idea, but you're well, not it sure. It could be cheese. Could be easy, could be hard. Well, it could be cheese, though, you know. Could be cheese. <laughs> you don't really know. That's well. right. So they, they mix up the simu- they mess up the simulation for them, and uh, AJ tries to push through and blows the head on the drill, um, at which point... Uh, I think they're launching in like two days, and Harry says these guys they need a break. They need they need to uh, get away and just for twenty four hours and and chill out. I think uh, I think they decided. Um, he he said I, the, you know they 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 need to to realize what they're fighting for. So you sort of push for that uh, that ten hour furlough and. And um, and uh, they they get uh, they get let let out of jail for a little while. And it's uh, at, it's at that point that um, Rockhound decides to take a loan uh, a loan out with a loan shark. Wait, like it was one hundred and sixty grand or something like that. Some, Clearly, he wasn't concerned whether he was ever going to. I don't think he was. They thought he was coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I just want this much money. And then he, where does he take it? He takes it to the club. Is it not? I don't think it's a dance club or a strip club. Or I think it's kind of a bit of both. I know they get arrested, and he's um, he's uh, they get arrested. Um, and there's that there is that scene where um, AJ and Grace sort of get a bit funky, and they they the oh yeah, I see. I I found that a little bit awkward because they they're getting funky. They're doing animal crackers and stuff, and then you've got and then you've got Aerosmith. Liv Tyler's father's band playing the romantic music over the top. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Well, actually, what I found more uncomfortable was the Aussie accent that uh, that uh, that Ben Affleck broke into um, while he's playing with the animal cracker on Liv Tyler's belly. Are you sure it was an Aussie accent? I'm, I thought oh, he might. Dude, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> I am 100 percent certain it was a bastardized version. Oh, sadly, of the Aussie accent, uh, it's not uncommon. Not an uncommon thing at that time in uh, in uh, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, as even now they do that. Pretty much, just hire a person who actually speaks with that accent. Dingo's got my baby. Dingo's got my baby. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, there's uh, but you there's some other characterization as well. Like um, chick, chick goes home. Uh, goes home to meet his um, his ex partner and, and sees his boy, and he apologised to her. And you know, so there's some there's some, you know, some nice characterisation there. So, yeah, you know, he not leaves all, it. all of them are complete asses. Or uh, no, that's right. And she said, "Well, he must have done something because she sort of says, oh, 'You're not allowed around here. You shouldn't be here.' You know. Yeah. 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 And, he, and he's do, like, you do feel for his character, though. And he's kind of like, yeah, well." I'll leave this for leaves a space shuttle for him on the on the step and says, um, you know, something's come up and it's kind of big and you know, and I'm gonna be away for a while and you know. And then he kind of leaves because he's not allowed to actually interact with his son. His son yeah. even doesn't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Fact. I think she says, um, I think she says that he's a oh, door-to-door salesman or something. Yeah. So cold. 
Yeah, it's not until well, we'll we'll jump into what happens later on when a bit later on when they go to launch. Um, yes. So they um, they all uh, the the club gets raided by the police, and they all get arrested. And Rockhand's got a Russian model, Russia, a Russian dancer with him who's uh, basically enamoured with him, and they're all going. I'm a, I'm an astronaut. I'm an astronaut. And even the bikies are shouting, I'm an astronaut. Yeah, we're all astronauts. <laughs> we're all astronauts. Um, and that's, a, and they end up getting, uh, dragged back to Houston, uh, from, from the club basically to, uh, to launch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually not long after that. Um, uh, there's the same where, um, um, sadly an asteroid uh, traveling at 30,000 miles per hour takes out, um, a city in Asia. I think it's Shanghai. Oh, yes. Now, because up until this point, it, it had been, um, there'd been a media black hat. No one knew about it. That's right. Um, uh, so, um, I think the cat was well and truly out of the bag after the asteroid takes out Shanghai. Yeah. And one, once again, uh, um, Michael Bay's interpretations of other countries. <laughs> Pretty yeah. poor, yeah. Like Shanghai looks like Shanghai maybe or 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Considering it's a, it's a very technically advanced city. Um, it, you know. it, looks like, it looks like pre-colonial days, Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's sampans and, and those sorts of things driving, you know, floating around and it's um yeah it's yeah, so a little little bit a little bit of racism there i think well what that. is that is it is it because is it the audience you know they they could only really understand the city look there is another famous city that gets taken out a bit later on in the movie um but um and that's just a straight up aerial shot of that city so you know, that's right any of that um so we don't even get the get the people on the ground for that one yeah yeah but um yeah so um um they pretty well move into um launch mode don't they at that point yeah yeah launch mode and then all the ice of the world are then on uh, on on this launch as they last last effort so they're all they're all walking they're all lined up uh to walk out of the hangar to hop on the buses to drive out to the the, the launch pads um and it's at that point that uh that uh chicks ex-partner uh gets called in to by her son into the front room where he's watching telly and he says that salesman's on telly and then she sort of sees him in a spacesuit and finds out what he's actually doing and it's at that point she tells him oh you know that's not a salesman she has to come clean basically and tell him that that's his father yeah yeah um so that he knows that what that you know his father's doing something heroic um for the you know for the for the world for America, um, so they all get into their they all head down into the into the launch areas to get into the lifts go up, and they start singing um, uh, "Leaving on a Jet Plane." Oh, Ben Affleck starts to sing. Oh my God, you know he's look a great actor, but really, you know, I uh... he's also asked Grace to marry him, hasn't he? Earlier on. As well, um, is she, uh, she, uh, Harry, um, there's that scene like in between those two, those two that where it's a bit of a slow-mo opportunity where Harry gets to talk to Grace one-on-one 
You remember it's set outside. It looks like an old part of Houston where they used to do some more launch. Yeah, it looked. Yeah, it looks like the old launch pads or rocket testing um, uh, silos. And and Harry takes the opportunity to to sort of formally apologise to Grace for being such a an ass, such a bad dad. and she's like, no, 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 it's all good. You know, you know, I'm living the life that I wanted to live. And then she says, you know, and then makes him promise that he's going to come home. And to, and to, and he introduces the the whole marriage thing by saying, bring her fiance home. And he's like, he either says, oh shit or crap or oh, yeah, no. just the look on his face of like, oh my god, not a yeah. <laughs> I'm now no, going to keep. I'm now going to keep this person alive who I was firing a shotgun at earlier in the uh, earlier. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. So they um. um gone. Oh no! I was going to say, you know, then they all sort of stroll out. Cameras are all flashing, and they all sort of stroll out as they start walking towards the. And it's it's uh, uh, towards the launch pad. Yeah. It's very Michael, it's very, it's definitely, well, it is a Michael Bay movie, but it's like that America's great kind of thing, you know, that whole, all of the tough astronauts all strolling out in a line to the, you know, the, and it's all slow-mo, super slow-mo. Yeah, I, think, um, I think he wanted his right stuff moment. Yeah, it's not quite, yeah, the right stuff does it much better, I think. Yeah, I think so. Notice the drillers are in red, and the um, and the, the 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 token NASA personnel are all in in sort of a light blue. It's 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 so you know who the road workers are. <laughs> the road workers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one one driller, eight supervisor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. But um, yeah. So they all they all jump in the um in, in the rocket. In the in the well, rockets, the two shuttles, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One's called the Liberty, one's the Independence, from memory. Nice work. Yeah, there you go, and they launch into space, um, and and this is where it brings us to our second, uh, my, I guess my second bit of pedantry, or uh, about, uh, uh, not racism, but. Uh, caricatures of different uh, countries, shall we say, as they dock with the Russian space station. Oh, Lev, uh, Lev, 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 uh, Andropov. Played by Peter Stormare. Because they had to drop, that's right, they, oh, that's right, they had to, um, uh, on the way to the moon, have to dock at the Russian space station to get some O2. That's right. Because they obviously... To, and um, the Russians, man, they really peg the Russians on this one. Oh, I tell you what, it's like terrible, isn't it? It's like so, yeah. It's such a caricature of of <laughs> of a Russian astronaut, cosmonaut. Oh yeah, and, and and I think that's the reason. Apparently, you know, I was speaking to Putin the other day, and he said that's the reason why they've been. Um, They've been trolling uh, American elections ever since because they um, they found it really offensive <laughs> their portrayal <laughs> in the film Armageddon. Uh, Although you know Lev holds his own, you know. Oh yeah, I mean he's like it, it's a it's a funny funny like uh, the guy who plays in Peter Stormare is Stormare is funny. 
He's a very he's, funny man. He's a but, dude. He looks like, like he's got four vodkas, you know, close to the wind or something. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely a bottle of vodka in <laughs> by the yeah. time the space shuttle gets there. And yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. walking through this whole thing and it's just tubes every it's like it's not what you would imagine the no. um, international space station to look like. And he's screaming, don't touch anything. Yeah. And you go down here and you pull the lever if it, you know, and it's just. Uh, Everything um, quite, quite quickly goes south. South. Yes. And, and uh, AJ pulls the lever, but because it's like so cold down in the, um, in the fuel pump uh, tube, the, the, the actual stop lever snaps off. And, uh, and, and he comes, he comes up and, Lev's like, you know, I told you to pull the lever. And he's going, this lever? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this rod in his hand as he's holding it, waiting for, the, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but hey, you know, this, it, you know, AJ can't die. He's, he's too important a character. So, you know, hey, they... Uh, they have to find a way to get him out. Yeah. Basically. Because they, um, they seal them, seal Lev and him inside the, um, the fuel pod. Mm. And and make a run for the uh, the shuttles, and these two have kind of got to get out um, through some sort of duct um, within the space station. That's uh, well, I would say it's probably twenty thirty below in this oh, tube in this ducting. Yeah. You know, so they've got to crawl through that crawl space whilst the fuel pod is exploding. Yeah, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, and make for the um, make for the space shuttle. Um, which they do, and they get away just as the as the space station disintegrates. Well, they were going to leave them behind, weren't they? Oh, they yeah, they were going to leave them behind because yeah. they were they were being ordered to seal the seal the doors on the shuttle so they could get away. Yeah, yeah this is, I think, uh, the point where you sort of get introduced to the fact that the uh, the NASA guys are pretty conservative. Oh yeah, and they they really they're interested in their own self well being. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they're, they're and the mission super keen to to, uh, um, to to prove that they're willing to not only sacrifice themselves but, sacrifice but everybody else people as well. Uh, and whereas I, I think Harry doesn't want to lose anyone. No, and he's you know he's fairly um, solid on that on that point as well. Like as far as you know, everybody's coming along and everybody's coming home. And you, you know, he, he, in his mind, the mission's going to go, the mission's going to work. He'll do it because he's Harry Stamper and he's never missed a, never missed a depth. Yeah, made a mark. And, um, and, you know, he's never lost anybody. And he's, he's got this whole thing that everybody's coming home, which uh, on this kind of mission is probably a little bit unrealistic. Uh, it's fair to say that, you know, that might be coming. Yeah. So they um so they they escape the the uh, the exploding space station and orbit the moon and start their uh, run in on the asteroid from behind. Right, yeah. What is it? They had to um they had to slingshot around the back of the moon, uh, accelerating them to uh, I think somewhere close to eleven G's. Never done eleven G's, but you can imagine that it would be pretty hard on the human body. Well, if uh, you're not wearing a G suit, I reckon you'd probably turn to soup. Uh, Pretty much, uh, yeah. So, well, what we what I, I weigh like nine hundred kilos anyway. So that would make me <laughs> nine ton. I would weigh nine ton. So, uh, yeah, not good. Um, and then they, yeah, they they accelerate. 
gives them an opportunity to catch, catch up to the asteroid as it passes the moon. Yeah, so they, they, they start their running and uh, as they come in, they, they, they're catching a fair amount of buffeting off the, off the back of the asteroid. And in hindsight, looking at it, I know like probably attacking the asteroid head on to land is probably not the best way to do it. Coming in from behind is probably the best way to do it. But you are getting all of that, the chemtrails off the back of the asteroid. <laughs> so you're saying that <laughs> it's a conspiracy from behind? Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, taking it from behind is probably not. <laughs> uh, it's probably yeah, not straight, really straight from the horse's mouth, there, people. <laughs> uh, it's probably not the way you want to go in. Yeah, but anyway. But um, yeah, moving on. Just moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So um, uh, one of the shuttles gets hit pretty badly. Um, the one with AJ on and Owen Wilson's character, um, and also Lev. Oh, uh, yeah, Lev Owen. Token um, NASA guys that I never really got an opportunity to bond with, uh, and Bear. Bear was on that as well. Um, and they um, they hit well the windows of the space shuttle get blown and these guys get the pilots get sucked out into space. Um, yeah. and Harry, and, and one of them flies past Harry and he's like past Harry's looking out the window and sees one sort of bounce off the shuttle. And he's like, what's that? And it's like, and it's the pilot from the other shuttle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit. This is not going to end good. No, and they, no. an AJ shuttle hits the ground. Well, Lev and AJ head for the hangar inside the, um, inside the shuttle, the hangar bay, yeah. um, for safety. Um, Owen Wilson's character sadly dies in his seat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good thing we didn't bond to Owen Wilson's character. And so does the other guy who I didn't bond with either, who I've never ever seen in anything ever again. And he'll apologize because I can't remember his name. Noonan. didn't cover Noonan very well. No, he, he, he dies as well. Um, and the shuttle, uh, crashes on the on the surface of the asteroid, um, and basically doesn't explode like you would normally see in a Michael Bay movie, but just kind of lies in it as a wreckage on the on the on the on the surface of the asteroid. Did Meanwhile, you, did you like that whole scene? I just found it. It was too fantastical. It was like, and it was just so it was, quick. And then it was hard on the it was hard on the eyes. You know, they didn't have to make that so. Oh, it was a really aggressive scene, you know. Like, and it, like, and no human being could fight through that. No, and and, and 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 the amount of like the way it was like flying at you, the speed at which you you were watching it, it's kind of hard to focus on what's actually happening. Yeah, like even like even if it was a video game, it's like you know you're gonna die. But but the fact that there's you know they, they set the scene that there's these two really large, um, brand new, you know, still under warranty space shuttles zipping along. Uh, it just, it, it was, it was just a, that scene I, for me, I think was just of everything, the whole, you know, the whole, it was a bridge too far. It's a little bit over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's, that's what we've come to know with, uh, with Michael Bay movies. Yeah. The, the, the explosions are, 
so fantastical that you're just like, oh, that could never happen. Yeah. It's not even possible. Well, you know, there's some great movies out there that build suspense by slowing things down. And you Absolutely. Really, Scott with the Alien series. And, you know, this really, you know, apart from a storm or two, you know, nothing's, it, you, know, you know, when things come into land, it's, the, you know, he builds the intensity with that. But no, not, not, um, not, um, not those guys. So Well, I, th- I, th- I think I'm going to jump to another film that came out around about the same time that was about the same, the same premise, basically about an asteroid uh, coming to hit the earth and they um and it's a it's a more human story as opposed to an action story and yeah. the shuttle in that which is uh uh flown by colonel kilgore uh from apocalypse now uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well you can look you can fly a space shuttle on o2 but napalm is just so much better Absolutely, and he and when you watch that, it's it's deep impact. Uh, and he when they, when they come in, they also come into the asteroid from behind to blow it up. Coincidentally, coincidentally, same premise basically. Yeah. Um, but they come in. They come in a lot slow. They come in from behind a lot slower. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of that going around. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a it's a lot more of a gentle approach. <laughs> <laughs> and you it certainly can't you, with, with, you know they do buy the asteroid dinner first so something you can't be arrested for yes so um and they they yeah they come in a lot slower when they leave their um because it's the same premise <laughs> will you stop laughing it's the same premise for uh for the blowing up the asteroid anyway so yeah. but you're right they, it, it's too fantastical too fast and too hard to see. I'm, I'm, I could see what you see what's going on here, and it's funny. But anyway, <laughs> the other shuttle comes in also at the same time as as yep. we because the body hits the windshield of the other shuttle, um, and they overshoot the la- they they get a little bit of damage and they overshoot the landing zone by um, a number of miles, um, and end up on basically a steel plate to drill through iron fire iron. Ferrite. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. So, um, so Harry's, uh, Harry's space shuttle, and he's got, you know, he's got, um, he's got Chick, uh, Rockhound, and Max. That's right. Um, as part of his team, and again, some token NASA astronauts. Sorry, I apologise for not bonding. And That's- um. And uh, yeah, so they they overshoot and land in some particularly rocky terrain, which makes um, the possibility of being successful in the mission just so much harder. And uh, and Rockhound, being the mathematical genius that he is, um, basically gives them the uh, the percentage of success. Wow. You know, gives them the odds. And what was what was the odds that he shot at? Oh, they were they were pretty they were pretty low from memory. Right. I don't remember the exact figure, but it was like you know, don't don't tell me the odds kind of thing. It was almost like a Star Wars moment, as far yeah. as you know, not wanting to know the odds. But they get the um, the drilling rig out and start uh, start drilling, um, and I think it's gone two hours or three hours or something. Oh, they're throwing rods, and then eventually the transmission gives way, and they've got to put in. They go in to get a new transmission, and. Um, uh, the the NASA astronauts uh, uh, arming a nuclear weapon 
which they plan to leave on the surface and uh, detonate from space, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, to that that point, you really start to get that uh, the conflict between the NASA astronauts and and the, and um, the drilling crew. You know, so they, you know, the, the astronauts didn't really have much belief that that Harry's Harry's, um, you know, bunch of um, you know loose oil riggers could get the job done anyway. So yeah, it all really starts to go pear shaped at this point. Mean, meanwhile, at Houston, you've got the opposite. The the military have come in to um, take over uh, mission control, and um, uh, mission the guys at mission control, uh, Truman and and all of that. Are tr- uh, they've they've got faith in the drilling crew that they're going to do the job because that's all they've, the information they've got to go on because yeah. they're out of con- they're out of contact with them really for most of the most of the mission. Um, so the the um, the military are trying to detonate the bomb, like arm the bomb from from Earth to detonate it, um, and NASA, the guys at Mission Control and NASA are actually trying to disarm the bomb uh, to uh, give the drillers more time to do it. So they were like working against each other in the same room, basically. Yeah, which, which was I, I found quite interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, it um yeah yeah it it certainly goes it goes quite wild at at, at this point. Um, and that, and it's at this point as well that like whilst the you know he's you know the um, the William Fincher character which is Colonel Sharp the who's in charge of the shuttle that um, Bruce Willis is on um, sort of says yeah how deep have you dug and he's dug, they've dug like two hundred feet and they've got to go eight hundred yeah it's, I think it's even less I think it might only be like fifty seven feet or something. oh yeah it was oh yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't much anyway and they and there's a way to go. Yeah, and they'd done most of the time that they had to do it in. And um, Harry's, like, gesticulating at him, you know, I've never missed a, you know, never missed a depth. And he's like, trust me, you've got to trust me by, you know, this is what's going to happen if you detonate it on top. It's not going to do anything and everybody's going to die. And he's really, like, being emotive to... Um, <laughs> to, to well, you, you are when you gesticulate. Gesticulate and emotive. Um, I'm yeah. using the. I'm. I'm pulling the big guns out here today. Yeah, exactly. I've never I've got been a, gesticulated at. I've I got remember. an. I've got an Oxford dictionary here, so you know. Just all right. Okay. I can pull on. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my gesticulating until the end, all right? Yeah, absolutely. So. So what mean? So he they they kind of convince. Um, convince uh, Colonel Sharp to disarm the bomb and they disarm it with only a few seconds left. Um, It's typical, you know, they really try to jam as much much in in as they can. And it's like a two and a half hour movie. I know. uh, Let it it breathe. Mm. It's, yeah, they've they've really mmmed it in. Well, I I ran ran out of adrenaline uh, probably about three quarters of the way. You know, I was having adrenaline shots. You know, I, I I used all of my you know my my neighbor's happy pens. I was just jabbing myself, you know, <laughs> to get through. <laughs> but I did. I made it. I made, I made it. it to the end. Yeah. Oh dear. So they get they get the transmission on, um, and whilst they're getting whilst they're doing that, it turns out that AJ and um, Lev and Bear are still alive in the other shuttle. The only mm. the only members of that crew that are still that are still alive, and they um, they get the other rig going 
and start heading uh, somehow working. They obviously know which way they're supposed to be going. Yeah. Um, for the other drilling rig. Um, so they start doing doing that whole driving, and they and they once again they do it. They they Michael Bay it up because for some reason he's got a jump a seven ton drilling rig across, across a, a chasm, a, yeah. across, a chasm. Yeah. A, 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 across a chasm filled with nothing but water and sharks oh no sorry wrong movie, no, <laughs> wrong I'm movie. Sorry. with with lev on the outside hanging on yeah whilst yeah. it spins <laughs> <laughs> well you know you're gonna add a difficulty factor yeah, it's like, but, but you know they 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 made the landing. You know there was no splash. I give them about a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, it was definitely a nine point nine point five landing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they nailed the landing. <laughs> it was an Olympic sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. they would have got the alternate. Yeah, <laughs> the alternate. Uh, so anyway, they 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 get across the chasm and start heading you know, in the direction of the other drilling rig. Um, and, and, and the tension's amping up at this point. Rockhounds lose. He's got space madness or what is it? Space psychosis or something. Because mm -hmm. he, he's, he's on top of the drilling rig and he's saying, who would put a gun on a drilling rig? And he starts... Who firing. would put a gun on a drilling rig? What are they expecting? Aliens? Aliens. It's the, it's the military. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit early for Xenom a space force. Xenomorphs. The space force. Space Force. Yeah, it's a bit early, but uh, yeah. But, well, the movie was ahead of its time. I know. They're not landing on LV-426, though. No. Ah, good point. So they don't have to worry about Xenomorphs at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that scene that he starts blowing stuff up with, um, with a machine gunner, um, which is pretty cool. Um, Steve B B uh, Buscemi's character is pretty awesome in this movie. He, 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 I, I like Steve Buscemi, I have to say, in pretty much anything that I watch him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether it's this or Boardwalk Empire. Um, he's just, you know, Fargo. He's fabulous. Oh. And, yes. and, and, uh, and coincidentally, he's in Fargo with Peter Stormare, who uh, is the Russian, and they're the two hitmen. <laughs> and Peter Stormare puts Steve Buscemi in the wood chipper. Oh, that's right. I, mean, I remember now. That's a pretty gruesome scene, that one. Yeah. Splatters him across the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, it's such a dry character in it, you know, and uh, he, I think he gets some of the best lines. Oh, Especially absolutely. When the second rover blows up and Max sort of, you know, flies off and. Steve Buscemi's character is like, oh, Max, oh, oh no, don't go, or something to that effect. Bye-bye, Max. <laughs> yeah. So they, they tie him up inside the shuttle um, with an enormous... Why have they got that much tape <laughs> on board the space? It's like duct tape. Duct tape will fix anything. It like will. fix a hole in a space shuttle. Yes. Well, yeah. You reckon? Pretty handy stuff. It's pretty handy stuff, but they, they, they tape him to a chair on the, um, on the space well, shuttle. It turns out, uh, lo and behold, there is actually a protocol for space missions that if someone wigs out, is that they do actually physically, as per the protocol, they are duct taped to a chair. Really? 
Yeah, that is actually the protocol for um, securing uh, someone who's wigged out. Interesting facts. Eh? You yeah, know. yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. So whilst Max is uh, jettisoned, jettisoned uh, via a explosion into space with the rover that he's got, the other rover turns up. Surprise, surprise. Um, and AJ brings it down and they start drilling again. Yeah, uh, I think it was at this point that I had my third EpiPen jab to <laughs> keep, you know, because I was running dangerously low on, on adrenaline at this point. I, th I think I, I, I looked at the time at this point um, and AJ arrives with about 40 minutes left. Right. Okay. Now they still had a couple of hundred feet to go. Yeah. But 40 minutes left in the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. An, a, <laughs> you know. Okay. That is a long time, you know. So, and okay, it's not going to take them 40 minutes to um, draw. But uh, I think in that last scene, just before um, the end of the movie, before the asteroid blows up, and let's face it, the asteroid's going to blow up because Michael Bay wins everything. Just watch Pearl Harbor. Um, <laughs> yes. It's in and his contract. It's in his corner. And, and, and the flashbacks, just as the button is pressed, take about 40 minutes. So, <laughs> well, yeah, true. true. So, they, do, they do wind it out, you know, the whole, um, you know, when they, when they discover that, that, um, that they're going to have to, um, uh, they can't remote detonate the nuclear weapon and then some, someone needs to stay back behind. And AJ's the, AJ thinks he's the one to do it because you know, it's his destiny or whatever to do it. Mm. And uh, Harry argues with him but then says, sort of says, you know, no, it's, it's all right, I'll take you down. And then before he uh, exits the, the space shuttle uh, airlock, he pulls the tube out of AJ's uh, oxygen tank and uh, shuts the door behind him. And goes what out. So, so AJ AJ had volunteered, and Harry has uh, usurped his volunteer uh, voluntary act of uh, sacrifice, and is yeah. staying on the planet to uh, staying on the asteroid to uh, detonate it from from uh, from the surface. So uh, he's not a crap dad after all. No, no, but he did promise Grace that he was coming home. He did. Well, but, maybe he is a crap dad. Mm, mm -hmm. Little from column A and a little from column B. 50-50. So he contacts Grace and tells him, and she tells him that he's not coming home, and that uh, you know she's going to have to look after AJ, and all of, it's all that big emotional kind of uh, guff that we get, which I think we 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 sort of said takes about forty minutes to get through um, <laughs> through oh, the, oh, the, you know, the minutia or viewer. I, my biggest concern at this point is that I was down to my last EpiPen uh, and so I had to shoot it directly into my eyeball just to maintain the adrenaline. Oh, how very Hendrix for, of you. For the last, yeah, yeah. It, look, it, it, it's the least I could do, really. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they launch the shuttle off the, off the rock um, and head back towards Earth um, and... Uh, Harry detonates the detonates the uh, the nuke, 
Well, yeah, there certainly were a lot of good bars, but yeah, they sort of did. They again draw this whole scene out. Um, yeah, yeah, they 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 have that whole thing where it goes like, foom, foom, it shoots in and out from Harry, and there's like uh, images of Grace as a child running around and playing on swings. Just you know, basically, it Doctor Who's that moment. <laughs> you jump through time. <laughs> Doctor Who's. You might have just coined something. Yeah, you might you might be cutting edge, you know, movie critic here. You've just coined uh, something. So they, they get they get back to Earth. Uh Rockhound's a bit disappointed about uh owing all this money, but he has yeah. got a, a Russian dancer who's uh now totally in love with him. Um yeah, he, he did have that I'm incredibly disappointed that we didn't all just die. I know, and that and and we also get that I think the 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 vomit moment of the movie where he, the, the Colonel walks up to Harry's daughter and gives her a salute and oh. says, I want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man. Of the blah, 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 vomit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's very, um, right. Stars and Stripes flag waving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you see Optimus Prime in the background? He was actually wanting to shake Harry's hand. <laughs> he was sending yeah. a signal out. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Calling all Transformers. <laughs> all Autobots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Bay tells little, that's a good idea. We're on a little blue planet, you know. It's slightly orangey, but uh, probably more so blue. Um yeah. Look, look for the firework <laughs> just yeah. above the planet. Covered in orange filters. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, so to wrap, to wrap up quickly, uh, what do you think? Um, uh, I, I, look, I like the movie. I, you know, it, it, um, it had so much in it. You know, it went for a long time. The acting was great. It was pretty snappy. I think the first two thirds of the film was was really well written. Um, uh, the, the you know that the last yeah you know, the ending was sort of uh, dragged on. I think dragged on. And um, uh, but I, I got to say on a whole is I, I actually I considering when it was made like ninety six ninety eight somewhere um, in there yeah. you know and, and I, I really liked it. Out of ten, um, I would give it. Um, I would give it, ooh, I would give it seven and a half burning Bruckheimers uh, under an orange filter, I think. Yes. I'm so glad they didn't national treasure this movie. So glad. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I might have to use that. But anyway, I thought that my personal opinion, the pace of the movie is great. It's, there's... Plenty of bangs, plenty of laughs, a little bit too much flag waving for my liking, but mm. you know, it's, it's a Michael Bay movie and that is what you're going to get. Um, I'd probably give it maybe an eight out of 10, definitely an, an eight atomic uh, explosions out of 10 or an eight okay. Charlton Heston's. Eight Charlton Heston's. An eight Charlton Heston's out of 10, I think is probably where I'm, I'm sitting for this one. It's, um, it's one of my earlier favorite uh, Michael Bay movies probably not my favourite. The Rock's probably probably the Rock probably trumps it. Yeah. Um, but you know 
that that is what it is. Yeah. So that's been uh, that shit movie's quite good. I'm your movie loving host, Graham Crow. You've been joined by Uncle Phil. Thanks for being with us today. Yep. Uh, we look. I look forward to the next one. And uh, zooming's been fun. <laughs> We're zoomers. It's been an adventure. Look and look, we both survived. We're zoomers. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about that. I know. Very exciting. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> okay. And we'll, um, we'll, uh, Uncle Phil and I will, uh, we'll see you soon again. Okay. Or well, again soon with uh, some other steaming pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bye for now bye for now you've been listening to that shit movie's quite good make sure you subscribe rate and leave us a review on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts if there's a movie out there you want me to watch and review instead of mowing the bloody lawn please dear god send me an email no really do it now just just make one up